When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Crackers. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Coppen Crackers. You are joining us imminently after a Liverpool. Tense, nervy, I'm sure we've got many adjectives for the three points that have just been obtained. Before we do get straight into it with my fellow Julian and Peter joining me, I do just have to stress, we have some amazing content coming. This is arguably one of the biggest moments in the club's history and we have some huge match day at the stadium Patreon pieces coming up. We've got our very own Fahi Mike Carroll live from Wembley recording some pods. We've got preview pods. We've got Champions League final pods. Everyone's trying to skyscanner their way into finding their way to Paris. And we've got plenty coming. So please look for look for Cop and Frackers on the Patreon and I'm sure it will be worth your while. But boys, without further ado, we need to start with emotions. So, Julian, I come to you first. I want you to give me one word about how you are feeling about what you've just witnessed. Calm. <laughs> You're a better man. He said, than he said emotion. I said calm. <laughs> that's how you know Julian's a man from South, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's a South reaction. That is, tell me you're from South London without telling me you're from South London. You can saw a madness that only therapy will get out of him one day. <laughs> um, Peter, what about you? Um, my overarching emotion is relief. Um, yeah, so obviously I was just relieved that... Um, that we got to that final whistle. When I saw Naby, old Mr. Old Man, Mr. 50 years old, holding that leg, <laughs> when he went down, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I need that, you know what I'm saying? So when he went down, I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? They're probably not going to score now. And yeah, so just relieved that we kind of, um, whilst it was a good first, um, second half, we kind of just got over the finish line, got to 90 minutes and kind of just, yeah, go over the, go over the line. Somehow, crawled over. We've got plenty to get into about this game. And to be honest, the coverage about this game starts from before the game was even kicked off. And that was with the squad announcements. Now, with our recent game against Tottenham, we will be discussing that later as we didn't get the result we wanted. The first and biggest news, Pete, I'll ask you how you were feeling. Our top scorer, our top assistant goal maker did not start the game. How did you feel about Mohamed Salah's trip to the bench? Um, yeah, I was, ooh, I was kind of a bit. Uh, not ha- I want to say happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm loving you because <laughs> me and Peter was on the on the Saturday um the, the Saturday post match. Yeah, I me and him were discussing. It was like, yo, I can't like Salah looking kind of nuts right now. Still, he's on the bench. So I know Peter when he saw him, he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, when I saw it, I was just like, you know what? Fair enough, man. I fair enough. You know what I'm saying? He has to he hasn't been looking no, the main thing, he hasn't been looking threatening recently. So it's just like when he's on the pitch, I don't really feel like he's gonna score at this moment in time. So yeah, let him hold the bench until you know what I'm saying, that kind of um that side of his game comes back. So um yeah, I wasn't really too um What's the, what's the word? I wasn't really too... That front three should still be enough to beat most teams in the league. You know what I'm saying? Mane, Jota, Diaz, that's three quality players. I was more... Um, not worried, by, but I was more like... Uh, what's the word? I'm like, not confused, but I was just more like, whoa, the midfield. You know what I'm saying? Like When I saw the midfield, I was like, whoa. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, yeah. that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? But I thought you were going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and I think the big thing about Mo Salah not starting is 
obviously the rivals and the agendas are gonna are, are gonna be shooting off. But us as Liverpool fans, there's bigger fish to fry than than personal awards at the moment, and we just yeah. want what's best for the team. We've had a 60 game season. Mo's done his bit for over 30 to 40 of them. Just because it doesn't happen to be now, I don't think it matters. But there was another inclusion who who didn't start the previous game. Um, Julian. Shimikas coming in. Now, let's not refer to how he played in the game, but just when you saw Shimikas was coming in, based on how Robertson played against Spurs, how did you feel? Happy. Happy. Um, I feel like Klopp, um, especially in this last stages of the season, needs to trust his squad a lot more. Um, uh, uh, more a lot more than he did in previous seasons. And, you know, pre- Robertson, you know, this is him having um, performances like he did against Tottenham, um, you know, are from fatigue, and he's allowed to have that because he's a human being. So it's okay. So yeah, Shimikas coming in was 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 something I did like to see. I think he's done himself justice this season to be able to just get into a to be able to play a Premier League a game that we need to win, and he has enough quality to do that. Um, we'll get into the moment of madness um, that he had for the goal, but I personally feel like he played well after that. Um, and he, you know, moment of madness aside, he was. What what I would expect of our backup left back to do? Like he done he done a good job for me. Okay, cool. I think we're gonna get more into how his performance and the game in general unfolded. Peter did touch on it. Now, boys, I think we should all have a discussion together here about the midfield that was selected. Now, I put a little tweet out saying Curtis Jones. On the one hand, Villa super mobile midfield. Um, you kind of understand why a young pair of legs and an exhausting season is playing. But then I also said that responsibility is going to be a big part of can you stand up in a game like this? And then Nabi, who we've asked those same questions of before, both physically and responsibility-wise, you'd like to think have turned it around. But I think the general theme of that first half was probably that the midfield didn't look in control of that game in a lively evening ground like Villa Park. So what did you guys think of the mix in midfield with Fabinho behind? Peter might come to you first. Okay, so the personnel isn't a problem. It was the combination. So it's like, okay, fine. You, we need a refresh. 100% we need a refresh because Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, we've, what, went, we went to Newcastle, um, Saint, wherever, it's not called St. James Park anymore. I don't know what it's called, Sports Direct Arena, whatever. Went there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got a 1-0 win, scrapped a 1-0 win, cool. Went to Villarreal, extremely exhausting game. You know what I'm saying? And then now, Tottenham again. And then, you know what I'm saying? So we, they need a rest. They need um, a rest. So giving them a refresh was right. But it was just a combination. I just don't think... Um, Naby and, and Jones, I think they're almost... not. They're not similar, but they're kind of... Um, they kind of... They need to be the most advanced midfielders in their mm-hmm. midfields. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So They also need the least responsibility as yeah, well. That, you find two players who have that. Yeah, so you, you need, you know what I'm saying, you need kind of two more defensively minded players and then plus a Jones or plus a Kea. But having both of them and then just having Fabinho, it's like having one square DM and then just two, like, almost attacking midfielders, you know what I'm saying? So, and then also, it's not even, okay, cool, we start them. The worst possible, possible thing happens, we concede a goal in the first five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. So now this midfielder is entrusted with getting regaining control of the game which is, you know what I'm saying? It's difficult. Yeah, there were various responsibilities, like various tasks they had to complete rather yeah. than just easing themselves into the game. You know what I'm saying? A normal game, they would have had all had touches of the ball. Jones would have come collect the ball off the defenders. This, that would have happened. But now, Villa got their tails up after scoring a goal. McGinn's flying to challenges. Douglas Rees all of a sudden wants to play this, this game after not playing this whole season. You know what I'm saying? And these men are just there, boom, boom, boom. So, um, yeah, it was just a difficult one for them to get into. And, um, yeah, I feel like they struggled to cope that first 20 minutes um, with the intensity and the chaotic um, feel of the game. And, yeah, I just really didn't like that 20 minutes because I just felt like I was feeling they just really didn't get control of the game. Yeah, and, and Julian, I, I guess I'll come to you for this. Like Peter said, the kind of lack of control and, and, and frantic pace of, pace of the start of the game from Villa culminated in the goal that they scored. Now, I think... We all know as as kind of Liverpool fans, but as football fans, it's frustrating when there's bad officiating, where it's not like a shade of grey. If someone's offside, then they're offside. But things happen in football. You don't get every decision. 
the moment Watkins is given onside, how do you think we dealt with it as a defence and as a team? We dealt with it pretty shit, to be honest, because it resulted in a goal. Um, but, you know, Watkins was offside. And normally when moments like that happen, we tend to not switch off. Um, you know, we still play to the whistle. Um, but that one was a weird, a weird one because it was so tight, but it felt like, you know, I think even Klopp was shouting about it as well, like play to the whistle, uh, that we kind of switched off. And then even when they uh, got to the ball, they got their crossing and, you know, we were still kind of switched off in the sense where people out of position um, and, and Villa just felt a bit more of a physical presence for the crosses, was able to deal, barely able to deal with one, came out, we lost the ball again, another one came in, wasn't able to deal with it. I don't know what Shimkas was doing. Um, rolling on the I floor. Think, I think that was more desperation by the end, especially when he came yeah. in to push him as well. Yeah, and and Matip was was quite bad in in a sense. Um, he got beaten in the, in a sense where he got beaten in the air. Um, so yeah, man, it was it was a moment of madness. Um, and those tend to happen um, when you concede goals. To be honest, so yeah, it, it, I, I don't really want um, that 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 start was just a nightmare start for us but in some ways it was kind of a kick up the arse that we needed I'm, I'm kind of happy that it happened so early in the game instead of when you know we've probably scored and you know they could have it could they could have made it 1-1 and probably got back into the game so yeah that's that's the only positive I can take from that moment of madness there I think I think the other big thing and this is for me I, I can't even I can't remember in the last four years this happening. I think this is the first goal I've seen Liverpool concede in this strong Klopp team where Van Dijk and Matip have flipped over to the to each other's side. You never, you know when they analyse it yeah, on yeah, match yeah. day or Sky Sports? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It will say the centre-backs have crossed over and they've lost position. Yeah. You would never see Van Dijk as the right centre-back and Matip as the left centre-back. Yeah, in the right. play. So, um yeah, I wonder if it felt like everyone was out of position because it felt like it felt like everyone was in line, but it, something felt so weird about that cross, and that makes sense now because Matip the cross came in from the well, cross came in from the right. Matip was the left centre back at the time. He was the one that's trying to get to the ball. And yeah, yeah. Man, it was weird. When does that ever happen? Never. So, um, so that happens. As Peter, what, what was Tim Cavs doing though? I want to know as well. <laughs> Bro, bro, I'm, I'm going to expand on this and say I have no idea how Julian said he had a good game because we're going to get into it. He was okay in the second half. I yeah, yeah, no, 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 but no. Like, no. On, the ball, on the ball, he was okay. But yeah. just, I don't know. He just sometimes like, like, bro, where are you? Like, where, where's your headspace? Like, bro, he didn't get, he didn't get pammed. He didn't get pammed in the, like, after that goal, he, like, he was fine. I, 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 he was like, if anything, Trump was getting the ball flipped over his head in that, like, come on, man. But do you know what it is though? I feel like it's just that ah, oh, Simkas. I know what you're saying on the ball sometimes like he just looks like fam. Like his intensity is not there. Whilst he's trying, I think... his intensity and like the decision making. So like that that first goal, like it's just very like, what are you doing? Like okay, you get yeah. pushing the back. Why are you flopping? Like fam, you like, pushed him doing? even. He even pushed him. <laughs> That's what's mad. So why are you flopping? He like... fouled. It should have been a pen anyway, even if they didn't get the header off. So that that was the big thing, and I think. <laughs> Peter, you're spot on. Like the whole, this is what really frustrated me about Simicast today. He's sick on the ball. Genuinely, there was one cross he put. He put on the put a cross in for Mane. We all know there's quality in there. But one thing that Simicast did all that first half was wait, wait, wait. Suddenly, there's two, three Villa men hounding you, not yeah. because they've arranged this amazing press, but because you've the given them four seconds to get to you. Like it, it was very frustrating, but. We did respond straight away. So I will let Peter take it away. We scored. Set piece FC strike again. So you tell me how the goal unfolded and whether there was anything you were impressed by or it was just a lucky ticket back <clears throat> into the game. No, um, yeah, from set pieces, we're just an absolute machine because, um, yeah, I feel like, especially this season, Van Dijk and Matip, they've really like, because I think Chris said it like, it felt like seasons gone by. We should have been scoring more percent pieces with the amount of like early like monsters that we have in our team: Van Dijk, Matip, um, Fabinho, Jota, Mane, all great in the air, and he had Konate to it as well. So like, um, obviously Villa knew this. So I feel like that goal comes from Villa being over aggressive. <clears throat> so you saw on every corners, 
There was two guys marking Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah, I've never, never seen that before. Two men marking one. So the camera would be on him just normally. And if so, if, if Van Dijk beat the camera, he had concerts. <laughs> he had concerts to get past two. So it was just like they're having two final bosses. Like, yeah, so they were being over-aggressive. So um, they weren't really focused on clearing the ball. And I think that's where um, the ball kind of drops because they were, Mings tries to run in, does his Superman act, fails. Um, and then the ball kind of drops about Van Dijk does well to keep the to, to keep it in play, and then um, Matic taps it in. But yeah, it's comedic defending from Villa. Um, they're just too worried about pulling people down and um, not really engaging with the ball. Like they should be worried about clearing the ball and not trying to wrestle our players to the floor. So that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're completely spot on, and and I think straight after that goal, it's almost like you're hoping right. We're in this now. With the 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 drama's over, but now unfortunately a man I celebrate very much, was not helping us solidify our position in the game. And Julian, there is a man who dropped, which been a, there's been a few of them, dropped a bit of a stink fest before he came off later with injury. And that is Mr. Fabinho. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you, is there a little bit of a trait developing where if you press Fabinho hard enough, there's a choke that can start to form. I'll be honest, yeah. I think, again, people are being a bit harsh on Fabinho today. Now, you've got to remember, he's playing with two midfielders who, especially in the first half, did were not on defending at all. So he's left on his own in an island. If you set up a press enough, if you put enough people to just press one player when he has the ball enough, no matter who he is, unless he's Busquets in his prime, he's not able to get out of that That's a so one. easily. Like, and also, like, Jones and, yeah, Jones and Naby Keir did, didn't help. Um, and that's why I was kind of, in some ways, happy that Fabinho came off. I personally don't even think he's injured. I just think he just thought, nah, this is long. Like, I'm coming off and we got a cup final. On he looks cooked. He looked cooked. Yeah. He, he looked cooked. He, he looked cooked. He's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to come off. So I'm, I'm actually happy because Henderson, when he came on, and this is what, this is what he actually brings, his leadership. And he, I felt like in the first half, he told guys, he told um, Kater and, um, he told Kater and Jones, like Jones more, to be honest, in the first half. Because I felt he like he played closer to him. Yeah, he played close, he played close to Henderson. He's like, no, one of you staying back and one of you's going forward. And Kato was able to drift forward a bit more. And that's why I felt like once, once Fabinho came off in the 30th minute, we kind of had a bit more joy in the first half. We was, was a bit more comfortable. Really good. Or like, we was from literally the first half to maybe, I'm, no, I'm jumping ahead, but maybe up until we got the goal, I would say we were, we were quite dominant um, in that, that second stage of the first half. So yeah, it was really good up until then. Um, so yeah, man, uh, Fabinho... It's one of those days, man. He's just gonna have to hold that. He got cooked and he got came off, and I'm so happy. Klopp, um, obviously, of course, it was injury, but he was taken off so early in the game because I felt like if it carried on, it would have got really long for him. I and mean, we needed Henderson to kind of shout and get people in in line. There's one. There's, there's one trade I asked both of you guys that when Fabinho's having a bad game, it's really bad. Like, yeah, 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 really crazy. Bad. Yeah, like, the level falls off. He's everywhere. So he's having like either a nine out of 10 or like a four out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 or like a two out of 10. Mm. And I just think, do you think that's because his role is so kind of like, yeah, like a unicorn? It's so cause, unique. Cause, cause of his role as a number six, let's, let's, let's think about it. When you're number six and you're getting pammed and you're basically not getting helped by your midfielders, you're exposed so much on, on TV. So like we've seen it with Bakayoko, for example, Chelsea's midfield, we're not I helping. Jorginho, I think you see. Jorginho as well. Jorginho yeah. is a perfect example. Yeah. Rodri, Rodri, we even saw at certain in certain games um, when he's first joined Man City. Party as well at Arsenal. Like when you're when you're DM, Matic sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're DM and your your midfield is not there to help. Ugh, it's it's a long day for and, you. And, and it's not just that. It's when you lose once one or two moments start happening and you start losing confidence in your own awareness and angles, yeah. you get lost in your own head. Like, yeah. you start and you've second, got to make tackles, you've got to yeah, break the you, lines. You start second to, guesses, yeah. start second guessing, like, should I really take a touch here? And then suddenly you take oh, a touch and you shouldn't. And yeah, yeah I, I think there was a lot of that and you guys are spot on. We've seen this from Hendo now. I think this is, I think we all universally agree, Jordan Henderson's role is as 
whether it's starting, whether it's as a support mechanism, it's from the number six position, both intelligence wise, he's got so much experience now, match situations. Yeah. That, you, the best thing about Hendo is that when I saw him come on, I thought this guy does not give a crap about the amount of noise, amount of energy or anything that's going on. He's just focused on executing this game plan. And, 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 and Peter, I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that are trying to make history at the moment in whatever way they can. How important are, are traits like experience and, and, and situational familiarity when, when you're dealing with games like this? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think people always say that, like, the captain's the kind of manager on the pitch. And I feel like he was kind of confident with Henderson coming on that, like, Henderson can obviously see it from the bench. He knew that he knew that we needed to calm the game down. He knew that we need to just get control of the ball, you know what I'm saying? He knew that the centre-backs, the DM, the midfielders, they need to get on the ball, have a feel for it. Just calm the tempo down. And one thing that Henderson does really well in that sixth position, he just takes one or two touches. One or two, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he knows his ability. Turn, turn out, turn out and just recycle the other way. So good just at it. Like, he's actually so good at that one, two, two, one, one, two, part, um, one, two touch, you know what I'm saying? I just pass him, passing it, recycle, recycle. And that's what the game really needed. And yeah, just shout out to Henderson because um, he's that he's like a far cry from when man was playing six um, England versus Croatia and man was just hooping it. And you know what I'm saying? He's such a different, different player from then, you know what I'm saying? People love to bring up that little video, that compilation. Terrible video. I mean, it, was, it was five years ago. So, <laughs> I mean, if people can't yeah. move on from so, that. But he's really like, he's really developed, really changed. He's got so much IQ and he's really um, developed his game since then. So, um, yeah, he came on and really calmed the game down. And you saw everyone else's performances around him also um, go up as well. You know what I'm saying? Jones all of a sudden got on the ball more. Um, got on the ball a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Marnie we, got we, we've got to talk about that because this, that's this, my next topic on my notes, to be honest, boys. And wait, that is just, just quickly. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say just quickly. This is this is one of the rare times I was actually say Henderson at the six. I I I I really, really felt a lot more happy him being there than Fabinho because I felt like if Fabinho was probably even still fit, he probably would have still had a bad game because I don't think he's as comfortable on the ball as Henderson has grown to be. And he wouldn't have done the things that Henderson does. Like, for example, if he had to kind of move with it a bit more um, in a more like mobile, in a more, in a more mobile way. Because this is the first time I actually looked at Henderson and I was like, raw, you've got bare agility. Like, you're mobile. Like, you're turning, you're You know making... what it was? It was the one where he turned out on that bouncing ball and he overran Yeah, it. yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he turned away and it was really like, good at that. Yeah, I think I he watched Thiago. You've been teaching he... Henderson that little half turn drill. <laughs> 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 like, Henderson, hey, Henderson, that half turn, he's just so good at it. You... Pass it there, get to the half turn. Pass it there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like he's so mobile today. You know, you know that meme of you know that meme of the guy here that's watching LeBron when he's doing when he's doing the move, the post move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him there with Thiago, bro. Because yeah, he was like so mobile today. I was just yeah. So this one, the first time I was like, you know what, Henderson coming on was a stroke of genius. It was what we actually needed. I felt like Fabinho probably even if it would have been someone that would have exposed us a bit, not, not been that, not been as much of a leader in midfield as Henderson would have been um, and not give people their clear instructions. So yeah, man, shout out Henderson. Fine. And it's fine as well. I don't want people to take it as like, well, discourage this, um, like we're discouraging Fabinho. We're not. Different game situations require different players. Yeah. And this game situation required Henderson, you know what I'm saying? Peter, we're playing 60 games a season. We, this, <laughs> this, is, this is why all of these what is the Liverpool best 11 thing does not matter, man. Yeah, like, really, really. Every, every three days, the requirement is changing. But before we do move on to the second half, which I think we'll cover off quite quickly, you guys did mention a certain curious case of Curtis Jones, right? For the first 30 minutes, 35 minutes, you guys are completely correct. He left Fabinho out to dry. I never saw him once even create an angle to really receive the ball. Suddenly, in the last 10 minutes of the half, he had two shots. He completed about four dribbles into the final third, beating oh. about two or three men. How, when does this Jekyll and Hyde version of Curtis Jones come to an end and we see something consistent? I'll be honest. Um, I'm going to sound like a big hater after all the, posi- after all the positivity that I've, done, that I've been saying today, but those stats can't trick me. I don't think he played well. He, he, he had two shots. It, it wasn't. I, I mean, I agree yeah. in the sense of I'm talking about a, a seven minute period in a, in a forty eight yeah, minute I, first half. So I felt like um, 
and me and Peter was discussing this, and yeah, it might be the fact that there was two ball carriers um playing at the time, so there's a lot of like you know confusion on who should go forward and who should be the one to progress the ball and make those passes. But I felt like Curtis Jones has had performances like this where I get that um he's been kind of at times. I think today has been an example of him being kind of flung in, um not being left tight to hung and dry, but you know being you know told to perform. Um, out of uh, even though he doesn't have any rhythm and he's not been really playing games, and, but, but but Julian, you, if you're if you're seventh choice, you're never gonna have rhythm. Yeah, that, that's that's, what, that's what I'm gonna get you're to. Gonna yeah, have to come in and prove yourself anyway. Yeah, right? that's what I'm gonna get to. But that's that's not an excuse at this point in the season. That like we're going for all of it, and you got to impose yourself. And if you're seventh choice, you got to impose yourself on the game. And I felt like there's been even performances. Um, I think if the FA Cup performance. So who was it against? I think. Not knowing, was it? Who was it? Who did we play in the, in the FA Cup? Um, not knowing on Forest. Yeah, it was not on Forest. No, no, no. Forest. There, there was, was one, the one at home. The one at home. Oh, um, was it Blackburn? Was it Luton? No. Um, oh, no, 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 Cardiff. It was Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, that game. I was, I was livid. I, I think we was all livid that game. We was like, what is Curtis Jones doing? Like he was, he 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 didn't have a, he, he wasn't imposing himself again. But then I think, funnily enough, he got an assist or a goal. So then, yeah, the Jekyll and Hyde thing um, that you're talking about comes in again. So, yeah, like, I've, it's been quite a pattern with Curtis Jones that I don't feel like he's imposed himself enough when he's been relied upon. And that's that might be because, you know, he might need he's a player that needs some rhythm. And, of course, he's young as well, so I'm not going to look too much into it. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed with his performance, even though the stats might suggest different. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> It's a difficult one. Obviously, I feel like um, I just have to um, kind of just play devil's advocate. And obviously, it's just like, okay, when was the last time we actually saw Curtis Jones start a game? <laughs> Firstly, <laughs> when was the last time we actually saw Curtis Jones I think Jones it was the FA Cup game that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? No, the last time I think I saw him start a game, maybe like Norwich, maybe? Norwich in the FA Cup. Or, but even, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's been so long. And that's my, that's my main point. That like, you throw him in you know what I'm saying he hasn't really got he hasn't started a game for five six games you throw him in next to Cater next to Fabinho you know what I'm saying and it's just like oh like that's hard like you know like you, I'm not, this is the life of a footballer like, at the top level right you need to take a chance where you get them but these chances are so far and few between so it's just like and his age as well he's not like a 27 eight, 28 year old you know what I'm saying when Giroud used to come off the bench against for Chelsea this guy's a season pro you know what I'm saying yeah. playing striker doesn't yeah you know, playing striker doesn't change you know what I'm saying this yeah. man so when Curtis Jones, his game is still developing and you're playing him through and far between for him. So it's just, it's just it's difficult for him. <clears throat> so, yeah, but I do agree with Julian the fact that he should take his chance whenever he gets it, but it's really tough, man. Like, Liverpool, we're playing at the top level. We want to win all the trophies, want to collect all these trophies and we can't really afford to give man time to develop on the pitch, but it's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah, and, and I think ultimately those positives were something credit to Jones that helped us kind of walk into halftime or jog jog into halftime with Steven Gerrard jogging, jogging gently behind. I thought that was, beg. Most, that was the most beg <laughs> moment. What that was beg. the most beg moment of the game. But <laughs> let me run too. But there's a point that I want to make though. I feel like I don't think Klopp expects these performances from these players. I really genuinely think that Klopp plays his players. So it's more important for Thiago to get a rest. It's more important for Salah to get a rest than Shimkas or Jota having a good game. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I saying? It, it, it's like, can I get away with playing these players and win? That, that, that's, I genuinely think that's what's going through Klopp's yeah, mind. It's like it's survival not, tactics now. Yeah. So he knows that this performance today is not going to be the greatest. Jones and Kater midfield, you know, Jota out of form, Shimkas, Shimkas a left back. It's not even the time to care about that at the moment. I actually, and, and if anything, I actually it's think... It's not about giving these players a rest. It's not about yeah, performance. I actually think he probably expects performances like... You'd you be a mad manager not to expect performances like, like today if you're going for all four trophies at this stage of the season, even if it was a normal season. Like you're gonna have these like where you've had long seasons, so yeah, I, I don't think Klopp is gonna to be too mad at just gonna look into this. I don't think even think we should look too much into this game. It's one of those. Mm. And um, I guess what we should then talk about is the second half, yeah, because Liverpool finally went clear. Now our goal was a link up of the front three together. Play. Now we had a rarity, which was a nice Jota pass. So Jota swept it. Nice um, pass. Yeah, a swept pass into Diaz. Diaz looked up, 
literally wasted no time at all, pinged it, and then Mane, not even facing the goal, turns his head and, and turns it away. Fantastic. There was a lot to like about that goal. What was it in particular that you guys were fans of? Diaz went to the left, literally went to the left, and the goal came. <laughs> That's, think sometimes football is not a, a complicated game. Mm. You play a guy in his favourite position and shock, something happens. Like Diaz, we had like kind of a non-entity on that right-hand side the first half. You know what I'm saying? Trent went forward once and created that Kater chance. Kater, by the way, you should have scored that. That, that, that was terrible. Man missed, kicked the ball. But, um, crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, Diaz obviously... Beg Jota, hey, allow me, man. Let me go to the left. Allow me. <laughs> allow oh, me, please. man. Give me a little uh, 10 minutes there. You know what I'm saying? The Jota's like, oh, all right, man. So, like, so then Diaz goes on to the left, gets the ball in a 1v1 situation, um, delays, well, he kind of, like Moshed, he runs at Mings for a little bit and then crosses it straight into Mane. Mane finishes it. So, um, yeah, Diaz goes on to, like, Diaz, franchise player, man. Top, 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 top. Mad. I, top I genuinely think that. Top, like, baller. Like, top, top baller. baller. Top baller, man. Yeah, man. I don't even want to speak on him at the moment because... He might be our best player, no cap. <laughs> no cap. The, no thing cap. Is, you, the thing is, Pete, you're not getting a, gonna get an argument from me. I genuinely no believe it as well. No cap, he might be our best player because he is unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was insane. What I love the most, what I love most about the goal actually is the height and the cross. Because it mm. felt like he knew that Mane didn't want like, or even I don't know if it was either Mane just judging the cross well or Luis, Luis Diaz knowing that Mane wants it low. Just to, so, just because he has the ability to hit, and also it. you get you get more pace on a cross like that, right? Rather yeah. than hanging it up against two guys who are about six foot five against someone it, like that. Exactly, right? you can literally control yourself. It wasn't it like the cross was just wasn't it wasn't too hard. It was fought, but it was fast enough for it to meet Mane's head. Pause. Um, you know what I mean? Like it was, you know, it was just a lovely time cross, and I'm all for that. Yeah, and and uh, and I guess we we got the goal. We, like you guys were saying, had a nice solid amount of control from mainly Henderson. I mean, Thiago came on, hand on heart, the guy made no difference at all. I, I, oh, I, literally, yeah. I literally only trusted Henderson with the ball in, in that half, really, in, in terms of our, our midfield. But there was a bit of an issue, right? And I'm not going to say it's so weird because on the one hand, we saw Matip and Van Dijk get through a lot of defensive actions, right? A lot of pokes, a lot of headers, a lot of clearances, a lot of challenges. But at the same time, Villa were getting in again and again and again. We saw Coutinho. Obviously, everyone got the clip they were looking for with the nutmeg of Van Dijk and getting in. I was fuming just because I knew that was that was becoming... I knew somewhere that already had 700 retweets somewhere. And then um, we had Danny Ings, who'd, who obviously got in as well, who'd, who'd overrun the ball. What do you guys think was the reason for why Van Dijk and Matic were having to do so much defending and being run at so much? I think we just we just let we just have moments in the game where we just let things slip. Like and that's okay. I don't think we're gonna be perfect throughout the whole night. We're not. And we just, literally just Aston Villa just turned it on. I thought like Ings was making some because Ings is a quality striker, making some great runs in behind Coutinho. Ings, Ings was hooping for that last hooping 10 minutes. Second half. <laughs> that last hooping. 10 minutes, Ings was hooping. hooping. I see him flicks, tricks. Oh the in out, in out dribbling as well. Exactly. <laughs> Coutinho was like finding nice, threading nice crosses. Watkins, we know, is an issue. Like, like you, you know, what I mean, like sometimes, you know, uh, what Watkins I mean? is. Do you know why Watkins is driving through, Julian? Because He's not winning the ball. He's just like he's just being he's a fly around, around Van Dyke. He's just pushing Van Dyke. Or just, Some you know, light skin, you just running around, making, 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 making the menace, fam. <laughs> making, 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 making us look like dickheads, bro. But yeah, man, so... I found like Van Dyke. He really earned his money. Really, really, really earned his wages this week because boy, I saw you know that 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 even that um that um not make you talking about with Coutinho, the recovery straight after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. insane. <laughs> Insane. Even the one where Ings was offside. Oh, Ings, Ings tried to cut back. Van Dyke put on Give the burners that. and stopped the stopped the cutting as well. Like there were a lot of important moments that people will think Liverpool are under pressure, so Van Dyke's having a bad game. But mm. being under pressure is a team thing. Recovering your your situation to make the action that stops a goal from happening is what a centre backs paid money for. So yeah, they're, they're but you know what, why I think that was happening because. He wasn't cutting those passes at source. So I kept seeing 
um, Ings kind of making that running behind. And it just felt like Thiago, Fabinho, um, KR, they were just letting, like, McGinn find that pass or, like, Douglas Hughes find that pass. It was like, normally, like, yeah, they have to be contested. You know what I'm saying? Don't, um, like, let them play the pass and then wait for them being offside because eventually they'll find the run, you know what I'm saying? Eventually they'll find the space. And normally we kind of contest those balls, but I feel like it was kind of tired and was letting them kind of um, thread them balls through and relying on Allison and, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really great. Um, I wasn't really that too happy with it. I was happy that we got over the line, but I wasn't really too happy with that kind of display the last 10 minutes, to be honest. Yeah, and after this ad break, you will join us for the King of Egypt, Jurgen Klopp's antics on the sideline, and all things Spurs and Champions League. Right, so to see out the game, Jurgen Klopp, brought on Mohamed Salah, potentially to grab a goal to relieve some pressure, potentially to get some minutes in his legs just so he's not completely, you know, unused before the final on Sunday. But he had a mixed bag of a performance. What did you guys think? Well, well Salah was talking about. Yeah. I ain't mixed. That was just us. I like That's no mixed about it. That's no mixed about it, bro. <laughs> Oh, that went good, bro. Like that went like from the like the Salah I expect. Like if if Minamino's could that cameo, I'd be like, oh, it's alright. But Salah, <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Who man. is that? You, by the way, he's the, he, <laughs> he's with Ox, bro. Just just what? Is he even on the bench? Oh, nah, no, no, no. He ain't making match days, man. Fucking hell. Off, What's man? that him, man? <laughs> off, man? But but even even what you're saying, Pete. Like the, our first moment of Salah was there was a bit of a, a bouncing ball. Salah was in on goal. And the first thing was, I touched that one about seven yards away from him mm-hmm. and straight into Emi Martinez's hands. And I think, I, I, to be honest, I couldn't care less whether Salah was, was good or not. The only thing I found frustrating was the last five minutes where we were holding on. He, if you guys remember, he was near the touchline, near the corner flag. And instead of just holding the ball there, he's trying to beat the man on the touchline and, 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 basically set Villa up for another attack. So what? How, how do we solve this, guys? I mean, ultimately, forget business end of the season. We're in the last five games of our season. Uh, is there anything that can turn more around or you're just you're just hoping that he's just got one or two good games left in it? I'm not going to lie, man. There's nothing we can do to solve his issues. That's a his yeah. issue problem, isn't it? Like, I can't lie. He needs, he needs to pattern up. He's taking a piss now, man. Like, I can't lie. It's been like, what, since the, since the start of the year? You've been moving mad, fam. Like, I can't, like, he needs to pattern up. Um, It's getting a bit ridiculous. Every time he gets the ball now, I've just got no faith It's worse than the start of the... It wasn't... When he came back from AFCON, it wasn't this bad. Like, he still felt like he was going to score when he came back. Like, the first... I, I don't think... Do you remember Norwich game when um, was Alisson done that goal kick and then he controlled it? And then... That was, that, you know, that's a good goal. Against the Leeds, he, he won two penalties. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's just, like, since, like, March or April, like, he's just been, like not looking threatening at all. And it's just like, bro, like... I think it's fatigue. It's fatigue, man. It, it's definitely it's and physical. He went hard. He went hard to go to... to at the, at the, in the first half of the season, like, he went hard. And, yeah, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like... I feel like over the weeks has become a confidence thing as well because yeah. that chance against... Uh, even the, when he when he first came on, I'm pretty sure an informed Salah... Yeah, he tucks that. He doesn't even take a touch. Yeah. He just tucks or at it. least, or at least got a shot off. Like, mm. yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times where he's taken too many touches as well. Like, there's been a couple of opportunities where it's like, bro, like you took another, another touch, and now the keeper should been able to get to it. You're making every keeper look like like Allison, where they where they're able to just close close you off and make themselves look big and get to the ball with their body. And where's the, where's the shots and his power gone as well? Yeah, man, it's like, just, no just kicking pee rollers. Like, I'm, I'm very that, confused. Yeah, man, you was, you was not being nice. You saying I was being nice to Shimikas? You you were being nice to Salah. That 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 performance was two packs of last, man. <laughs> Can't I lie. think, I, I, and I think the the point you guys make about being exhausted. I actually read, I think a day or two ago. Did you guys know that if Liverpool had, Liverpool had a regular season, yeah. um, they played a regular number of fixtures it would actually be February of the next season. Oh, my God. Bloody hell. So that puts into perspective how much work these players are putting in. And the one one thing I want to say as well is that, like, all of our attackers have had their out-of-form, like, kind of um, 
they're kind of periods that have been out of form. So mine is at the beginning of the season where you now some people are saying, has he lost it? Has he this? Whatever. Now mine is back in form. You know what I'm saying? Jota, he's kind of had his out. He's have kind of been out of form the last like maybe a month or two. You know what I'm saying? Diaz is the only one. Obviously, he's been come to January and you know what I'm saying? He's he's, he's come, he's bro. Looking, if his time will yeah. come. Everyone so you know what I'm saying? So Salah Salah's now having these out of form um periods and it's just coinciding at the end of the season. So it's just a bit peak, you know what I'm saying? But you know I'm saying those people that like they turn on Mane and Mane was out of form. They turn on Salah when the Salah was out of form. Yeah, man. Bro, like Lara, you know. When the end times comes, yeah, it's gonna be stupid. <laughs> you're gonna like, see this guy that... doing no look pass. You're gonna be like, fucking hell, you're yeah. no look pass for like nine weeks and he's not done shit. Julian, <laughs> you know, you know that. Off. You know that meme of that photo from like of Diaz from like 2001? Yeah. That, one, yeah. that one tuft of hair in the front. That's gonna be the the, the Coppen Fracas group display picture. Everyone's gonna be like, that. You know that picture of James Franco when he's about to when he's about to get hung and, and then that's just gonna be Salah Mane. Look at him like first time. <laughs> that's gonna be him, bro. That's it. Um but yeah, I think I think that rounds off of, of a game, Jurgen Klopp. Shout out to him. There were so many times I just wanted to put my phone on and record what he was doing. There were times when he, he was screaming to players. I couldn't see whose Jordan. name it was. He was shouting Jordan. That was one time he was just shouting, yeah. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. It was just like, bro, really? There, there was one, I think he said Costas, and I think he said, Costas, you need to give more. Like, yeah. he, there, there wasn't one player he was... I don't think he done. Jordan was absolutely tight. You know Jordan can't press. He can press, but... Not the way these men press, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After a while, yeah, Jota's like, nah, fuck this, man. Yeah, I'm, not pressing man. I'm bagging now. This is long. Jota's actually cooked. So the last 10 minutes, he switched Mane to left wing and then put Jota up top. And then that's when Mane was kind of tracking back. Because Jota, he was not helping Shimkas at all. <laughs> Jota actually kills me, man. The way he's so, like, he's so good. But he's so, like, I don't know... I, like, you can't even get angry. You're just like, oh, you played shit, yeah, but it's whatever in it. Like, cool, we'll just move on. It's not <laughs> like, you know, when, you know when Firmino was, like, playing bad? It was very frustrating. Yeah. But with Jota, it's like, ah, right, you were shit. You didn't do anything, but, all right, man, it's whatever in it. Just, right, it's do, you know, do you know what? I, I think Jota, Jota constantly has, like, he floats in and out of, I can't believe I'm here, to also... <laughs> Oh, I'm actually quite good. Like he's just in between. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Lucky to be here, but also I belong here. That, that, I think when, when when he gets a run of games and everyone kind of finds him out, like I, I'm playing against Joe, he's like, ah, I can't lie. It's a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. You man actually rate me like that. Is that yeah, that's you what know, you know, it's not that man. <laughs> I was, I was thinking earlier. I was thinking. Do you know what? If we, I think Joe and apart, I think I was gonna say I think Joe and Son are quite similar. If someone's got to go to a bigger team. I think someone had the same deficiencies as Jota. Nah, I think that, Son is clear. Uh, nah, do you know why I say that? Hold on. Do you know why I say that? I think because um, Son doesn't go past players like that. Son can't really find his yard of space. He's, yeah, he's quick at Jota, but like, I think what Son has over Jota is that Son is a better striker of the ball and you'll see um, Son take corners, you'll see Son take free kicks, but Son, his main game, you won't see Son break down, you know what I'm saying, a low block. Yeah, no, nah, he's, we'll he's just looking to rack it. You know what I'm saying? It, Only yeah. thing, like, Son is great on the counter and he has, um, he's really good at striking him from outside the box, but you're not going to see a mad move from But well, you know, speak about that, Peter. You see that, that him having a mad strike. It's like, even in moments where the ball's coming in, in that pace so fast that certain players can only probably, like, just get it softly enough to get on target. Yeah, he's, he's the kind of guy. Clean, clean. But outside like, the box, any corner, both foot. Yeah, his goal. Him. Ironically, his goal against Villa proved that because that. Yeah, yeah, when, when a team sits deep against Son, I just think he would have the same problems as like a draw. That's that's what I think. Anyway, we ain't bred in them, man. Go listen to New Spurs all the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah New Spurs. Yeah, listen to their pa- listen to their pain, man. That that loser pod there. Um, <laughs> but ironically, speaking about Spurs, we need to talk a bit about that game, boys. And I think what's more important, I think everyone watched the game, is the aftermath. We've had a bit of back and forth between. Klopp and Conte about how they should have approached the game. I guess, what do you guys think of Klopp trying to turn it on to Conte and how Spurs approached it? Klopp needs to lie, man. Like, I can't lie. Sometimes, but I hear it that like, I'm going to like, all great, all great, all great managers are sore winners. I'm a sore winner because I'm great. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're a sore winner, you're great. All right. right? <laughs> So that's why you know, that's why Julian said calm at the start of the show. <laughs> so yeah, so that like, you he's salty, but clock man, allow it. Like 
not every team, you're better than, I, I mean, Peter spoke about this on Saturday, um, Sunday, sorry. You're better than 99.99% of teams that are playing football on this planet. Maybe there's the one, there's, maybe there's the one team, Man City, that's probably better than you. And that's just maybe. So, yes, don't, don't be surprised when teams don't come out and want to play football against you away from home. So what you're saying points. is Klopp needs to learn to hold that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He needs to learn how to hold that. But, not not at the same time because fam like he's allowed to be so he's clopping it like when you, you do what you want when you're popping you're allowed to be salty like the, that kind of shade i respect it like you listen to futures album <laughs> and was like yeah man you're a bitch man like what you're playing you're just playing coming and counter attacking you're moist but yeah I man clop just sometimes yeah. hold that but that's yeah, a sign you, of a winner julian you got a point still um i feel like it's just it's not necessary every so every time you face a low block that's like so every time you face the Atletico, he comes out and says, I don't like the style of play, this, this, that, boom, boom, boom. And I think the reporter knew... We can't say low block, though, Peter. Just to stop you there. A mid... Well, we, about a mid block, we smack... We smack... Like Julian said, we smack 99% of the team. Is it when we come up against a low block or is it when we come up against a manager whose plan works? True. That's, that's a good point, actually. It's especially, Where, a, back, it's especially a back five. New, when, he didn't say this against Newcastle. <laughs> but, yeah, um, when we beat Newcastle. So, yeah, I just feel like... Yeah, um, he's got yeah, he's got he's got to kind of blow it. Um, yeah, like you said, we, we play we play low blocks mostly every week. So, um, yeah, just there's no need for it. But like you said, it's a sign of a great winner. So, um, yes, yeah, and, and, and do you, do you guys think that the way Spurs approached it? I personally thought Conte had a really good game plan, and it was regardless of what Klopp's trying to convince the media, it was really positive. There were passes on. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that's a blueprint that other teams can follow? Or do you just think Spurs have a top coach and in some of their areas just have top, top players that it's just going to work with 100% Spurs? 100% No, guys, can't, don't try to replicate that unless you have yeah. Son and Kane in your squad. There's no And Kulusevski, who's a baller. Yeah, exactly. And Romero and Bentecourt, you know what I'm saying? And um, Conte. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm saying majority... Like, you're, you have what, like two world-class players on the counter. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's quite mad, you know what I'm saying? On the counter, you get quite a lot of space. We could play the same way, you know what I'm saying? We could kill teams like that, but um, you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So we we play, we face low blocks all the time, but the difference is they have Son and Kane, who are probably the two most clinical players in the whole league, you know what I'm saying? So exactly. so what you're saying is that if that's Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong, you're not worried about it? Not at all, man. Not at all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I felt like I felt like um, a lot of Liverpool fans gave us too much credit for that game on, 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 Saturday, on Saturday. I felt like um, Conte done his job and done it very well. And if you're and if a manager comes to Anfield and does his job very well, I can't imagine there's a world where we can say that we had a good game. I feel like the fact that we had a lot of possession and the fact that we, we, we had no goal threat, Julian. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know where people are coming from with this. Exactly. You know my my okay, this is where my beliefs in football kind of differ from you guys. My beliefs in football is that if you have majority of possession, you have more shots than the other team. Yeah, I'm saying you have more kind of entries into their box than the other team. Then I feel like you've dominated the game and you had a better game. The opposition, no matter how great they're kind of, yeah, you know I'm saying, um, no matter how um, positive they might have tried to be, maybe on the counter or like kind of openings they've kind of had. It's like you, you had most of the ball. This is football. You've had most of the ball. You've had majority of the game was in their half. Okay, but if that's, that's, you've had a better game. If that, if that's his, if that's his game plan and by design, that's what he wanted to do because that's what that's what that's what Conte actually does in big games anyway. Like I remember he done the exact same thing against Man City when he was at Chelsea. Like if he sets up to not have the ball, like yeah, yeah, have have the ball, you can have it. But I know within my hearts of hearts, I have the talent and the and the and the tactics to actually get a goal. And and also I have the players to, to get a goal on the counter and I know that's what I want. Yeah, if you actually play into a manager's hands and have and let you and he lets you have most of the possession, I can't I'm not saying that we played horribly. I'm just saying that the manager he, he done his job, man. He yeah, done Peter, well. let me let, let me throw a question back at you, Peter, then. I I I I can't dispute what you've said. That's your idea idea of what you feel a good performance is. But let me let me ask you this. Out of Spurs and Liverpool that night. Who do you think had more situations where they were out of control? That they were out of control of. Um, yeah, pro- pro- probably Liverpool. Probably, yeah. You see what I mean? So even though they entered the box more, I don't think we ever entered it, uh, the box in a place where, apart from one heroic Davis block, 
There were there were no they weren't scrambling at any point. Whereas even though Spurs were on the halfway line, all of our hearts were in our mouths because we saw on the other side of the pitch. So but you know what? That that tactic requires people to have off games. So mm. Salah has an off game. If Salah has a great game, <coughs> Salah probably scores two goals. You know what I'm saying? Mane had a quiet game. You know what I'm saying? That 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 tactic of sitting deep, um, soaking pressure, obviously being in control of having players in front of you. Now, what's to say that Salah won't smack it from 20 yards? You know, so what's to say that but, people... But isn't that, isn't that the intelligence of a top manager knowing that this lot have played 60 games this season, not all their players mm-hmm. are going to have that? And also, don't, mean, don't, you think, don't you think his um, back five sets up for him to make it harder for, us to, for our attackers? It's harder, to but I'm saying it requires attackers to have off games when you do but that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, w- I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that, you know? I would say that... It, I wouldn't say in, ter- in terms of it requires our attackers to have off games. I would say that it it, it makes our attackers have off games. Like with okay, with, with with um for example Salah, yes he's in bad form, but I still feel like Sessegnon and Ben Davis done a great job in containing him in that in that back five. But when Especially, did you see Trent's crossing that bad? Come on, Trent's crossing was because he, there, was was a, there, was able, there was able to cut off the spaces where he was where he would be able to to cross. And, and also also. One thing you're, I think you are under, under undervaluing, yeah, yeah, undervaluing is probably <sighs> Conte and the way he positioned his players caused a lot of Liverpool exactly. Rather than you're looking at as Liverpool were poor and the effect of that is good Conte tactics, but I think Conte got his angle. He spotted that Trent has not been that good in in the last two three months. He's, he's not as confident with his passing. Let's capitalise on that. He's noticed Salah's not on form. Let's, let's capitalise on that. If it's yeah. all about give and take of... It's always... Letting... And what's weird, and what's weird, and we always say how our creative, our most creative side is the, is the right-hand side. Did you notice in that game, he was always trying to get the ball to the right-hand side? Yeah, he was happy to give it to He them. was happy to get... He was, he was loving the fact that Henderson, Trent... And um, Salah was all getting the ball because he was able to be like, right, "Cool, I'm not, I've got the players here." Sessegnon at left wing back was able to cut was able to cut off the spaces really well and keep up with Salah at least able um, at least at least to be able that's to. That's why I thought like we got it wrong. Obviously, I don't want to spend the whole pod on this game, but I feel like Trent. That's not a game for him in a half spaces because their middle was compact as hell. Trent should have been hugging the touchline yeah. so much. So you know, what I'm saying I don't know why Trent was trying to run in behind, space. trying to run in behind. You know the one where Thiago got the clip wrong. Yeah. Totally. That wrapped Zabaleta on almost around the back. You know what I'm saying? Trent should have been playing wide, wide. Trent Robertson should have been, you know what I'm saying? Guardiola, wide, wide, wide. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, let's, anyway, let's. Robertson stunk as well, man. Fucking hell. Listen, man. He, he, how many, I I just told you what the calendar, the real life calendar is. These these guys, we've got to, we've got to be sympathetic. But Obviously, we, we've got the final thing I do want to cover. We don't want to look too far forward to the Champions League final. But one thing that's definitely come in is, of course, the FA Cup final this weekend against a team that I have certainly not... Oh, yeah. not the, most, the most rivalry still. This is, this is my, my villain arc right here because I, I can't stand that Chelsea team. I can't stand the, the players that they call winners... I, I can't stand anything about it. So what do you guys think about that Chelsea game? They gave us such a hard game in that Carabao Cup final where probably over the 120 minutes, um, they uh, they need to, you know, they caused us a problem. So what do you think we can do this time to flip it around? Um, I think this time Thiago needs to be fit. That's, that's for one. Um, so we haven't had Thiago in both games against them this season. That's been a major key. So getting him on the ball, having midfielders that can actually hold a candle to Kovacic Kante in that midfield. So I think both times when we play them, Kovacic Kante kind of get on the ball and they kind of dictate the game a bit too much. So having Henderson, having Thiago, and obviously I think Fabinho might be out. But even if Kater's still got ability on the ball, you know what I'm saying? Having Kater, having Thiago get on the ball and kind of cause um, Kante Kovacic a bit more issues um, will be key. And I feel that they have a kind of dilemma in themselves in that they don't obviously know what kind of front three to start. They don't know who they're starting in their attack. Lukaku just scored two goals now. Might want to start him. Havertz, hasn't, Havertz normally starts against us, normally has a good game. but He's been off the boil recently. Yeah, he's been, he's been off the boil recently. You know what I'm saying? Mount again, Pulisic. Pulisic maybe had a good couple of games. One has been starting games. So, yeah, um, they're kind of like in kind of um, just kind of having a real dilemma and who to start. And I feel like we kind of know our best team. Obviously, we know that Diaz, Mane, um, Salah are probably going to be the front three 
Um, either Maxi or Canati, maybe probably Canati will probably play. Um, and it's just really depending on whether Fabinho will start or not. But um, yeah, I think we've been better than Chelsea um, this season and the game should generally show it. Um, whilst they've been good against us, I think this is their really worst period of form this whole season. And I don't think football, like whilst form goes out the window in the final, I still don't think you can really turn it on like that. You know what I'm saying? Like football's not a thing where you can just keep turning because, all right, cool, it's the final now. Let's turn on the good form. Let's rise it. It will rise it a bit, but even out but then, of form. But then don't you, think, don't you think it's the culture of Chelsea where regardless of even if they're having a horror season, they rise it for these for these cups? Yes, but the culture of Chelsea is not Werner. It's not these, man. Like, Werner, Pulisic. You're not feeling the Bowley era, yeah? Nah, man, this is, it's, it's just, it's a bit stinky. You know it's not that, man. It's not that, man. This ain't, this ain't the same Chelsea, brother. And we ain't the same Liverpool as well, brother. We bucked them twice in the final. We're not facing Drogba, Terry, Lampard. Yeah, it's not, it's, Drogba's not dunking on Carragher's head no more, man. We've got guys like Ver, Werner and fucking Cho and that, brother. And, and Lukaku and that running around against Van Dijk. Like, it's not, it's not that no more. Mush needs troll not to... Do anything in that game. Cho, Cho ain't making match day, brother. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not concerned about Cho. Cho needs to focus on this. On this hoodwink World Cup he's trying to get with Ghana. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, no, I can't lie. Saturday, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think this is going to be a big test for us. I can't lie. These boys need to win this trophy because if they win this trophy, that means they've won everything that there possibly is to win at Liverpool Football Club. And I feel like that is something that is big. I feel like Cockwell also wants to make a statement with the domestic cups. Be like, ah, you man thought I wasn't taking it seriously, yeah? But the first time I got a full squad, I'm taking it seriously. Old that. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be lovely for Klopp to win the FA Cup. Um, but Chelsea do Chelsea do pose us some problems in the final, especially, you know, as we've seen with um the, the literally last weekend, the back five that um has been causing us so many issues when we've actually just, come up against Julian it. that that defense they were talking about at the start of the season that they said might might outdo that Mourinho <laughs> defense it's been getting cooked on a weekly Julian I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't hearing that um just just to let everyone know but yeah man it, they have been getting cooked on the weekly but that's a this is a FA Cup and also they need they need to end their season with something like they've fallen out of the title race Champions League they got knocked out for Chelsea, it'll be nice for them and nice for Roman to, you know, leave with the FA Cup. You know what I mean? Just like, ah, oh, for Roman and all that. Third, an FA Cup will be a night will be a good season for Chelsea, in my opinion. Even though for us, for Chelsea fans, they were hyping up and talking about how they were going to be um, league, 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 league contenders. But that's neither here or there. It only lasted until about what December. But that's neither here. That's neither here or there. Their season needs to end with some sort of joy. So I'm going to be pretty sure that their prayers are going to be up for it. Again, the five at the back thing is a concern for me because we always run into issues with with that five and back, especially when it's deployed well on the final day where these players are going to be concentrated. So yeah, man, let's just hope Rudiger's head is in Madrid and we can exploit hmm. them and get the win. But I do think we'll play well. I do think we're gonna we're gonna give a good performance. So Pete, I mean Julian's broken. Let me ask you a question. Are you are you worried about Fabinho being out? And what would Whitfield be for you? If Fabinho's out. Oh, do you know what? I have no good, like, analysis points on this Chelsea thing. Do you know why? It's because, bro, we always play crap against Chelsea, man. Like, yeah. we have we have smacked everyone else at one point, whether it's City, whether it's United, whether it's Arsenal. Like, we've had, every, we've had a moment where I've realised where we can smack a team. Yeah. But regardless of what kind of Chelsea they put out, Chelsea turn up against us, man. We don't look good against Chelsea. There's something about how we come up against them where they negate us so well. So yeah, it's it's the dark arts with us and Chelsea. Like I'm, we're the same for them. They're not yeah. confident about beating us either. It's the dark. It's just dark arts with Chelsea, man. Yeah, and and I think that's why neither side is really, um, to be honest, talked up the fact that they're gonna win on Saturday. I think neither side feels like. They've got the solution. For me, personally, I mean, Pete, you asked, I don't think our midfield has a physical solution to deal with a player as gifted as Kovacic at his skill set. Like, like Thiago is sick on the ball but can't keep up with him when he's running. Fabinho right now is diving into everything. Henderson may be is good at covering the space, but I don't think Henderson is great at engaging tackles. Kovacic so, is twisting everyone yeah, up, man. So for me, Kovacic is like, I don't know what the solution is to stop him running the game. Do you see what I mean? 
It's, mm. it's, all, all the stick talk that I just gave about six okay. minutes ago has disappeared. Right? Well, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think for being your place? Um, I, nah, when you're a hamstring, innit? If you're hamstring, yeah. you can't recover. Hammies, hammies like you can't take risks. I promise you, he's uh, not injured, bruv. I promise you he's not injured. CBA CBA team. I think, yeah, I think you got to remember, I think Klopp is like, listen, we've got a cup final on, on, on Saturday. If you're feeling... No risk, yeah, no If risk. you're feeling something, you're feeling tired, then, because even the challenge that he had, like, it didn't look like a, 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 you know, a proper, I think it was just like a, maybe a knock, but Klopp was like, if you're feeling like you're, you, like you need to come off, we have, we need you for Saturday. So just literally like sit down, and we'll get you off. And you see how you see how fast he came off. It wasn't a thing where they tried to strap him up and they left him on the side so you can carry on. Cop was like, yeah, straight off. But you don't. So I think but when it's hamstring injuries, though, you don't. You can never carry on. Like players don't really like tend to carry on like, when hamstring injuries. Though that, mm. that's not, that's the only thing. But um, just on that midfield point, I don't know. I feel like um, Naby and Tiago kind of match up well with. Chelsea, uncle, you think? Yeah, yeah. That's too I can't like Chelsea. I can't like Nabi was gripping up um, Man City's midfield. So, Man, Bernardo Silva. So, yeah, and we saw it in the um kind of and um, Kante in in the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, that um Kent, whilst um Nabi didn't have a great game on the ball, he was causing two uncles or maybe he just fired it out. Kante, <laughs> Kante and just fired it out of a bottle of Guinness. You know what I'm saying? So those two uncles just find out. So. Um, we really see Thiago versus Kovacic now. That's a really good battle to see, like, okay, cool. Who can really dictate the flow of the game? Who can really get on the ball? Um, but I, I do think Thiago's a bit better than Kovacic on the ball. I, whilst I think Kovacic is a bit more powerful than him, I feel like... I, Thiago... I, I think Thiago's a better, a better passer. passer. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a comparison, but I don't think there's... I also don't think Thiago can touch Kovacic when it comes to ball carrying. I don't think many midfielders right. in the world can, right? But I would rather them two be eights than Henderson. Henderson being an eight against them two is kind of scares me because then he just runs around, just kind of boofing yeah. it. And, you know what I'm saying? So Henderson being the six and them two being the eights and kind of competing with them, I, I, I prefer that. To be honest. So that, that's your midfield three, is it? Kante, yeah. I'm sorry, um, Henderson, Keita and Thiago. Yeah. If... Um, if if I see Milner, oh my God. Listen, <laughs> Uncle Uncle will keep up with Kovacic, you know. Don't underestimate Uncle Milner, man. Uh, it's on the ball, though, man. Oh, Julian, what about you? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I, I want to see the midfield that ended the, the game today. I like the midfield that ended the game today, you know. It, it looks... Obviously, Thiago, I think Thiago, obviously because of the time he came on, didn't look good. But if he was able to warm up, because he, he has those games sometimes where he needs to warm up a bit. I, 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 um, if Fabinho, I think Fabinho, I still think Fabinho plays on Saturday. Don't be surprised if you see him. But yeah, Henderson, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, Keita is the midfield that makes the most sense. And, and and in terms of, I guess the only other choice that is that is a big choice to make is at the back. Um, at Wembley, do you think it's better to partner Virgil with Konate or yeah, Virgil with yeah. Matip? I feel like Matip has a bad time against uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Was it Can- did Canate play against um, them at, at, at Stamford Bridge or was it Matip? Um, so at, at Stamford Bridge, it was Canate. Um, right. Yeah, it was Canate that played. And then at. Um... Oh, yeah, I am through this Matip because I remember yeah. Matip, Matip was. Not, I was really livid with Matip on, on the Chelsea game. I, I, I personally think I would go with Matip, but more because what you guys have just said formation wise, where Chelsea play with these kind of false tens that kind of run on what Konate is still learning is he's great at engaging the obvious player he has to kind of tackle but when there's kind of clever movers or runners in and behind him he just doesn't have the probably experience and understanding yet to to deal with that and Chelsea ran off us again and again and again in that Carabao Cup final I think some Mm. learnings have to be taken from that to be honest fuck it just play Gomez man <laughs> run it back. Run, yeah, it, run it back. Run it back. Mid season. Just run it back, bruv. <laughs> um, but no, thank you so much for that. And listen, that was quite a logical and tactical breakdown and a very respectful Chelsea orientated breakdown. That certainly will not be happening tomorrow night, where we've got, well, I guess when you're listening, it would be tonight, Thursday night, where we've got um a fight card. We've got Julian. And we've got Yak coming, uh, 1966 Yak. You guys will find out why he's called that soon enough. Uh, <laughs> coming, coming, coming up against Chelsea. Uh, hey, that picture was too funny. Those books were mad. <laughs> <laughs> those, those books were mad. <laughs> so, 
So we, we've got an uncle of our own added to the collections of uncle at, uncles at Copend who, who's going to be showing face on a public forum for the first time. So Julian, you make sure you, you look after uncle, yeah? Yeah, no worries, man. I got him, I got him. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. If you're gonna if you're gonna tune in, subscribe to the Patreon. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be ah, oh, I'm so happy that I'm gonna be doing it. But at this stage, you see, my Chelsea Chelsea are just bums now. So yeah, man, I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy. no more of that nonsense in those combined 11s, Yeah, oh make God. sure you pattern that properly, bro. It's never me. It's the it's the fucking host all the time, all the time. <laughs> oh they chat God. shit. Guys are putting like redacted. Guys are putting like Smith Rowe. Guys are putting like instead of our attackers, like oh my. And we need to look, stuff. Rams I don't need to go, go back onto them levers and just look at look at them levers because I know there's some atrocious stuff from those. Yeah, oh, I, oh, mate. I, I don't I don't know what the eleven's gonna look like tomorrow, but we'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Like I said before, please, we have so much happening. It would be you, the listener, who's missing out on everything we've got to come. So, Julian, Peter, thank you very much, and peace to all of you. Layers. A generation on and more, for the 19th time in their history, for the first time in the Premier League, in the never-to-be-forgotten year of 2020, the champions of England Network.